How's it going, everybody? This is your host, Carlos Rivera. Welcome to the Simple Lifestyle Podcast. And on this week's episode, I have the honor and privilege to interview, finally, one of my good friends, Wilmer Barron. Howdy, Wilmer. Howdy. How are you doing, Carlos? Doing well, my man. As uh, I don't know if you all know, but Wilmer's my roommate ever since we've been in college. We've been here since... So this summer's going to be officially our fourth our fourth year, right? Yeah. July 2015. Yeah, we... Uh, uh, exactly. July uh, 2015, uh, we started rooming in uh, one of those little dorms <laughs> out there on... Uh, the West, prison dorms? West Campus, close to West Campus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was, a, that was an experience. It was great. I mean, and we go way back. We go all the way back to seventh grade, Wood Creek Junior High. Yeah, seventh grade cafeteria to be exact. Dude, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. We had a few mutual friends. times. I mean, you, you, you've always played soccer. I've kind of just, I've dabbled with a little bit of everything. You're a music guy, man. Music I, I guy. was, I've, I was always an orca, orca dork. So usually orca dorks and athletes didn't hang out, you know? Yeah. But, until we finally broke that boundary. But, I mean, I was an orca dork too, man. You I, were an orca dork. I was an orchestra right. until. Uh, I think we actually met first in orchestra. We did? Yeah. I mean, you were, you were in a level higher than I was. And every time I would come to class, I remember this really clearly. I would come to class, <laughs> you were one of the last ones. For some, I don't know why, bro. You were always, like, jamming out, like, at the very end, doing your own little solo. And uh, uh, what was that one song that you always played? And the time that you brought your cello from Katie, you also... The six, the six. Uh, it's called, like, six cellos or something, right? But yeah, yeah, I forgot what it was, but, yeah, th- like I think it's Beethoven that one. or something? Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Like, it's uh, incredible. Your muscle memory hit back so quickly. I was like, dude, you haven't played cello in, like, a year or two years, and you came here and, like, you're jamming out again. Dude, I mean, I mean the amount of hours that I had to put in for that for that uh, for that song was just ridiculous, right? That was uh, that was what my UIL song. Right? Oh, it was. Yeah, I was. Oh, I thought you solo. just learned it for fun. Huh? I thought you learned it for fun. Okay, no, makes more dude, sense no, now. yeah, I dude, didn't know yeah. that. UIL, bro. You know how how that went. Yeah. Bunch of hours, you know, dedicated to learn that song because you have to memorize it all. It's a what two page, two and a half page long song, so. Wow. Yeah. You had to memorize it for your year? Yeah, the whole thing, man. Memorize it. Oh, my gosh. I never had to do that. Maybe early on, but, but yeah. I mean, I think it's cool how, you know, we we met through music, and now we, we have, like, all tons of instruments in the apartment, and we're almost jamming out. When we're having, a, like, a stressful week, you know? Yeah. We pick some instrument, the ukulele or the cajon or the electric guitar, and just jam out. And I think I think it's fun. Yeah, know. man. Honestly, like for next year, I need to bring in my uh, my cuatro, which is a Venezuelan instrument, and mm-hmm. then I need to bring my cello, and then uh, possibly buy a uh, one of those drums, dude. The, the African drums or whatever. What a uh, bongo. Yeah, the bongo. Yeah. Remember, we were deciding. Dude, we wanted we to buy the one. We were like, okay, which one would be cooler? Which one sound has a cooler sound? And we were used to the the, the bongo sound because we had played them at, at Neil's before. Yeah, exactly. Right Neil, Neil Karate, if you're yeah, listening, shout man, out to Neil. <laughs> that guy is incredible at <laughs> playing the he has bongo. Like perfect rhythm and yeah. But so with that, I mean, the the one time we did try his cajon, though, we were like, dude, okay, it sounds pretty awesome too, and it's fun to play. You sit on a box and yeah, I mean that's know. what I mean, is it, it, is very uh, versatile, right? So you can you can do all sorts of sounds, right, with uh, with a cajon. But I yeah, I mean I, I jam out on it, you know. Pretty much on a weekly basis, so. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's almost daily. I think. Yeah. I mean, I do, at least. <laughs> He's a ukulele. You know, I, I play Riptide like 
almost every night. <laughs> I think we, I think we're we're slowly transitioning into the phase where you can actually sing and play it, which is yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, man. I did not, you know, every time you see like artists and stuff, you know, it's it looks really easy to, uh, you know, just sing and play an instrument. You know, like we played an instrument all, our whole lives, but then out of nowhere, you know, you try to you you actually play and then you sing at the same time, and just your your body just doesn't react as a. Uh, as coordinated as you think, you know. That's technically just, using both. Yeah, because you got to use both sides, time, right? and if you're not trained to do that, I mean, it's just gonna mess up your rhythm, and you're just completely gonna play. The, even though you think you're playing something uh, on the on the chords, you're probably compla- playing something completely different to what you know you thought you were playing, just because your body automatically is trying to synchronize with your singing rhythm, right? So it's yeah. It's really weird experience, but yeah, with with with, with that song at least, I got I was able to get the hang of it finally. I mean, it's just enough. After playing it so many times, yeah, I feel like you can no, probably just play practice, it with your eyes dude, closed. Yeah. I think I put like an hour, yeah, like an hour in one of like one of those afternoons. It's just you know, I freaking put the goal. Let me memorize this song <laughs> so I can sing it and play it at the same time. I finally got it. Probably, man. Now I'm teaching you la bamba yeah, on guitar. Yeah, you're teaching me the electric guitar. So slowly progressing. Still, I still have it back home. I have an electric guitar back home. Bring it every. We bring everything. Like, dude, yeah. Next year. We can, we're gonna have everything. a full musical household exactly dude it's gonna be fun yeah it is and chapman i mean he can learn something right <laughs> no i mean he he plays guitar yeah he just hasn't shown off his skills yet he's a humble so, guy so gabe gabe is the only one that needs he to, has uh, one semester left up. with so that's an opportunity to at least make like a roommate song and put it on soundcloud or something yeah, i'm know. down for fun you know just make it a maybe we can do like a youtube video remember we used to do the the kitchen pans and we would grab like forks and everything and just yeah make different sounds with it. Let's do that. We're music geeks. It's okay. I like it, man. It's it's good to uh, try different fields, you know. It's just, uh, you know, if you just stick in being an athlete, if you just stick in uh, just studying all the time or, you know, you're not going to be a, you're not gonna, you know, be a complete human being, you know. Being human is trying out uh, every aspect of of what humans are capable of, right? You know, if, if you know, maybe you're not extremely gifted at music, but, you know, try it out. Maybe there's an instrument out there that can fit you and, 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 and can help you understand what music really brings mm-hmm. to uh, our communities and, and, and to the world itself. But also, you know, in terms of, you know, sports, you know, maybe you're not, uh, uh, you know, six foot three, 300 pound football player, but, you know, maybe you're really good at table tennis, right? And, you know, that, and that's your sport, right? Yeah. So I think uh, you know, trying to apply, uh, you know, your strengths to, you know, certain f- different fields across the board, you know, whether, you know, it's different, different subjects in school or music or uh, athleticism or, you know, any of that, I think it's important to try it out. I mean, you so find you, a new I mean, passion, right? In your case, you've played soccer basically your whole life. Yeah, soccer my whole life, dude. Right. When did it, because I mean, I don't, to a certain point as a kid, right, your parents push you to try something, uh, maybe because they think you're interested in it because you like watching it on TV or, or yeah. like you automatically knew how to kick a soccer ball as a kid. When did you know that, you know, soccer was something that you wanted to keep playing and that you did it because you actually enjoyed it? Yeah. Well, surprisingly in uh, Venezuela, baseball is the main sport, right? Right. My mom's family is a huge baseball uh, family, they you know they follow the major leagues, the Venezuelan baseball leagues. Uh, Venezuela is really really good uh, 
baseball players all throughout, you know, since since I think the 70s that Venezuela started actually playing baseball. So that's the first sport that they uh, uh, put me in, right? They, they were forcing me in, in, in the sport. Uh, I played for the my mom's company, uh, companies like Youth youth Club for like a couple of years. And I, I honestly did not really find, find it too amusing. So I, I switched on to uh, soccer uh, whenever I moved to Colorado, whenever I was a little, a little bit younger. Um, so actually my first sport was baseball and then I moved to soccer whenever I actually, uh, I started soccer here in America actually. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Cause I, in Venezuela I was doing, I was doing baseball. And then when I moved here, uh, was when I actually started uh, playing soccer and I loved it, man. I loved it. I had a, I had a buddy of mine from Chile in my, in my, uh, elementary school and uh yeah he 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 introduced me to soccer and since then dude it's just been constant um it was just you know grass grass soccer at first and then i moved back to venezuela and then i only played indoor soccer the whole time over there until i came back here and again played uh, grass soccer starting off at uh kdu soccer club right so straight up from really the kdu soccer club the kdu soccer club. isn't your little cousin in that now yeah now my little cousin that's here uh, he's, he just moved uh, to america a couple months ago he you know my mom put him in uh kdu soccer so he's following my steps man so <laughs> <laughs> the next little woman is on the yeah come up. dude i mean hopefully um i think i think he's more of a like uh like a video game and more like technology <laughs> type of kid um he he didn't start like doing sports until like later on but yeah i'm trying i've been trying to push him you know because i mean at least for me it's been extremely important an important part of my life right being being in sports uh it's gave me a sense of community a sense of of being you know in a, in a place where you can actually have an impact and and you know just do something right that not only helps you like in your health and, and, and mental, I guess, stability, but also mm-hmm. just to do something after school, right? Because that's literally what I did after school for all of my high school years, man. It was just three, four hours worth of soccer every single day after after uh, after school in high school. So oh, yeah. Was, I remember, was, man. I remember you told me that, you know, when you used to play with Dynamo, that you would literally leave school, and you would go straight to Dynamo practice, and you would do your homework in the car. Yeah, yeah. you would yeah. get back so late from practice that you wouldn't have time to – no, like it was it was insane, man. Cause cause literally I was I was at one point I was in the high school soccer team and I was in Dynamo. So like we would train I would train with with the high school team and then I'll have like an hour break where I would like usually just eat uh, drink a protein shake or something so I can like prepare me for practice. And then I'll drive forty five minutes. Well my dad would drive forty five minutes to take me to to the dynamo practice. We would have like an hour of you know either weights or stretching uh, sort of um, I guess warm up or training, and then after that we had two hours worth of soccer training, and then we I had an, uh, 45 minutes back to my house. So yeah, hmm. those and those two 45 minute periods was when I was doing my homework, man. So I was at that time I think I was in pre AP chemistry. I was like already I think in in, in uh, pre cal and all that. So it was just like. Yeah, it was it was really intense, but I mean, I got through it, and it really helped me develop that work ethic that I that I have nowadays, right? So, um, yeah, it was it was a lot of stuff. It was, it was really tough, really tough for for me because just doing something all the time. But I mean, I had a lot of energy as a kid, so it, it helped. <laughs> now I remember that um, my teachers always thought I had ADHD, 
Yeah, they literally like told really? my parents like, yeah, and, like I think this kid has because I dude like seriously, I, I was just moving around all the time. I think it was until I got to like junior year that I actually kind of like calmed down a little bit. <laughs> but, <laughs> dude, yeah, I was super energetic. Um, but sports really helped me, you know, caught like you know, take you know, release that energy, that extra energy that I had. And dude, yeah, I would I would, I would sleep like a baby man at night. I mean, I'm and I'm assuming that's still helping you now in college, right? Because you you played the at the club in the club team at A and M. I mean, is is it a little bit? I know it's a little bit different rhythm than what high school soccer was like. Yeah. Right? Especially playing with Dynamo, but I mean, you touched upon it a little bit, but like let's dive in just a little bit deeper on how you know a sport has benefited your lifestyle. Yeah. Mentally, physically, you know everything. Yeah. So I mean, let's take it. Let's take it in, into the the basis of what a, a sport is, right? A sport is something that. You know, a team or individual through hard work and persistence and by following the rules, this person or team accomplishes something, right? And, and gains an award from it, right? So that, like, I mean, I know that's not like the formal definition of being a sport, but that's pretty much the what what sports means to, to mo most people, right? So that itself really uh, translate to now the real world, right? Because whenever you're a kid, you really think about, you know, your professional life and, you know, the next 10 years or, you know, what are you going to be when you grow up for the most part? I mean, for me, I wanted to be a soccer player, like probably all the way until like my sophomore year of high school. So that was kind of like my my objective. Right. But whenever I I moved on from that phase of like, well, you know what, that's not really a realistic uh, goal. Uh, I, I ended up, you know, all right, let's try engineering. Right. So um, that whole, uh, I guess, feeling of being in a team, working collectively, uh, you know, putting in time for you to improve your first touch, for example, or for you to improve your 40-yard passes or for you to uh, tactically understand what the coach wants. All that time, I mean, all that is just putting in time, right? And, and, and at the end of the day, that's what differentiates a good player from a bad player, right? You know, I, me and other players... Uh, in my team, if, whenever you get, you get to high level, high level teams like the Dynamo and you know varsity high school soccer team at, at Seven Lakes, um, all these people put in time, right? I mean, it's at practices you put on your your hundred and twenty percent. You talk to the coach, you talk to your teammates to understand how to play the game, right? And and that whole rhythm of you know establishing a um, a work ethic and establishing connections and how to understand to talk to people, how to ask the right questions, how to talk to people older than you, right? That's another part of, of soccer. You know, you have, your coach is 20, 30 years older than you. And then a lot of your teammates might be three to four years older than you. So that's that whole, that whole process of just becoming a soccer player, just becoming an athlete really translate directly to what you eventually do uh, in, in the professional world, you know, but right. I mean, this doesn't necessarily have to be sports. This could be anything that you involve yourself in whenever you're younger. Right. But mm -hmm. I personally think that's the greatest benefit, um, you know, outside of, you know, the health um, in the physical part and, and the mental part, but just establishing that, that work ethic, establishing that confidence, all that is extremely important. Uh, later in life and and at the time you don't really see it so that's why i think like you know my little cousin now lives at, at my at my house right now and i always tell him you know like put in the work now because later on you'll see 
the fruits of it, right? And they don't see that. These little kids don't see it. The, the 14, 15-year-olds, they don't see that. They just think about when they run the stuff, fun. either girls or yeah. what's fun or now video games. That's like a huge thing nowadays. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, man, like, if, even, I mean, you don't have to be in sports. You, you, like, for you, for, for you, it's music, right? So, uh, just being involved in something really helps. I mean, also, like, you can be involved in something, but not really, like, try your best or participate, you know, put it 120%. Right. So, but being part of something and, and putting the effort and, and setting up some sort of, like, steps for you to achieve that goal, that that is that is amazing, man. That, that really helps uh, any individual... Uh, later on reach reach the goal yeah so I, th- I think you you hit on some really awesome points man like you know these values that you learn from you know like you mentioned earlier like okay if you work hard for long enough you will see the the benefit of it later right same thing is happening now you know with college like all right if you if you work hard now if you learn a lot now network a lot now and just build yourself as a person now you will see the benefits of it later you know all these exams and all the stress now it accumulates and it feels like it's just Sometimes I feel like it's just a lot happening at once, but then you remind yourself that why you're doing it, right? Same in soccer, right? Let's say you're you're running laps and you're like you're getting really tired, your body's aching, and you're just like you're you're losing your breath and you just want to stop. You're like you're done. You know, you want to you want to just call it quits, but then you remind yourself why you're why you kept going and why you're still doing what you're doing, right? So I think it teaches you longevity, persistence, everything in between. Same with music, you know. I mean. You saw how your muscle memory kicked in that one time you tried to play that song again after years of not playing it. And I see it myself as well. Just progressively me like putting in even a few minutes a day working on new music and and, and just those individual skills that eventually um, accumulate to something greater and like creating cool music that I like and that others hopefully will enjoy one day. Yeah. And it's the same. It's very similar process. Yeah. Well, let, let me tell you something. I mean, this is this is a fact Carlos and, and to whoever is listening, uh, it's a scientific fact that if you put in more than three thousand hours to a single activity, you're at, you're going to be an expert at it. Three thousand? Yeah, I think that's that's the key. That's that's the key number, right? It's over three thousand hours. You put over three thousand hours in in one activity, whether it's programming, whether it's playing the violin, whether it's playing soccer, whether you know any of that, if you dedicate three thousand efficient hours you're most likely gun- going to be an expert uh, or at least very proficient at whatever you're doing mm-hmm. so i mean that tells you right there that you know at the end of the day anybody can do anything man as long as you put those three thousand hours in i mean i've definitely put you know over three thousand dollars uh, three thousand uh, hours in in soccer, absolutely. You mm-hmm. put over three thousand hours in, in in violin, and I mean, even though I'm not a professional, I can tell you that you know I know how to play the game, I know how to do the first touch, I know how to kick a ball, etc. Right. And same with you, you know how you know how to read uh, uh, music, you know how to play the the instrument, and and I mean, you got to the point that you can literally listen to music and immediately play it, uh, play it, and translate it, and play it in the violin. You know, mm-hmm. so. That goes that that pretty much goes up to you know the the three thousand uh, hour theory right that you put it over three thousand hours you're gonna be pr- very proficient or or you know expert at at that certain topic. Uh, I was reading a, uh, listening to a book. It's called Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. He was saying that um, you know Bill Gates 
he was born in the 1950s. I think it was 1954. And uh, whenever he started high school, his best friend, best friend's dad owned a, a, a up-and-coming software company. I think it was called Solar... I think it was solar uh, solar software something like that. I don't remember the specific name but but look look at look at this at the age of 15 Bill Gates had the opportunity to literally program over six hours a day every single day at and that's an opportunity in literally in the, in the 60s man that's no one else at the age of 16 had the opportunity. I think there was only like three high schools in America that had a computer lab capable for you to program, to do linear programming. Wow. So, so think about that. Bill Gates, by the time he, 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 you know, he, he founded Microsoft, he already probably already put in very close to 3,000 hours. So that, that completely translates to that theory that saying, you know, if you put in the work, if you have the opportunity to put in the work, you're going to be successful at whatever you do, right? So, I mean, that, I mean that's an example. It's a real-world example of someone being extremely successful following those 3,000-hour uh, hour rules, right? I mean, Bill Gates started coding like at 15, 16. He was able to code like five hours a day, six hours a day because his best friend's dad owned a, a software company. And, and his high school had a computer lab also, so he was able to take uh, computer, computer software classes very early on. And then his 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 college also had gave him that opportunity so all throughout his life he was able to you know dedicate time to this passion of his that was computer programming and eventually once he got an expert he founded this company and and that we know now and they, and they know that is microsoft right so this 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 rule applies to anything man as long as you put in the hours as long as you put in uh, the effort you will be at least you know proficient at whatever uh, you dedicate yourself into Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's a really great example. Um, and you know, in, in Bill in Bill's case, he happened to absolutely love programming. Yeah. You know, he really genuinely enjoyed it, and it was almost like a, it would start off as a hobby for him. Yeah. Right. It was mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of people. These these sort of things start off as hobbies, and eventually turn into something greater, right? And I think one thing important to point out is that yes, you can devote that amount of hours, but it does matter what you do within those hours. You know, because it's same thing with studying, right? You can say, oh, I studied eight hours, uh, eight hours, uh, two days before the, uh, each day, two days before the test, you know? But I mean, did you, did you really study for all, all of those eight hours? You know, what, what happened really during that time? You know, how much, how much time within those eight hours were you on your phone? How much within that were you eating? Were you just not thinking about that topic? Like, you know, exactly. it, it matters what you, what you're doing with that time specifically no of course you yeah know? i think those three uh, three thousand hours that uh these scientists talk about is yes you know efficient time that you put in dedicated time that you put in you know those three thousand hours uh you make something happen but yeah i, I completely get you you definitely need to like it too right you can't be doing something yeah. that you just completely hate and it's just gonna make your life miserable right so yeah i mean if you're trying um, to learn programming for example and you know if you give it a shot right let's say you try it for a week to try to learn the ropes of it, right? It's probably going to be really frustrating at first. You know, for most yeah. people, I mean, you, you remember this, you, you were... It was very frustrating, yeah. ...in science for a bit, you know? Yeah. It's very frustrating at first for people that don't understand how it, all that works. It can be really overwhelming, you know? So there's this one TED Talk that I watched um, 
where this guy had talked about the first 20 hours. And essentially his concept was that in the first 20 hours of trying to learn something completely new, you can be good enough to play the instrument, to code, to sing, whatever, whatever it is. And he, he proved it, right? I'm going to link the, the, the video to the, to the description of this episode, but he proved it by learning ukulele from scratch, right? But he made a plan for himself, right? So he, let's say he did 10, 10 days, two hours a day, right? And he planned out those, those days specifically, what he was going to do, what was needed for him to learn how to play the ukulele, right? So he, he went through the whole process, learned about the instrument itself, how to tune it, uh, this, that, this, and that, learned basic chords. I think he learned four or five chords. And what he did, eventually he demonstrated on the TED stage, and he showed that he played like, what was it, like six songs or ten songs with literally the same four or five chords, and he sung a lot. He he sang along with them, and he he played them all consecutively. You know, kind of like a mashup of, of a bunch of these songs. And literally twenty hours of work earlier, the guy had no idea how to play the ukulele. You know. Yeah. So no, in incredible. terms of that, because a lot of people think, "Wow, three thousand hours!" Like, oh my goodness, like that's years. That's years of work. And yeah, yeah it, it is. It is right. But if you're trying to learn something new, try it for 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 with a plan for the first twenty hours, right? Do it for the first 20, 20 hours devoted to it like 20 straight hours devoted to whatever you're going to do and then see if you want to pursue it further and eventually get to those 3,000 hours, right? Yeah. So it's like all these concepts kind of come together in in terms of just wanting to try something new and eventually become really good at it. It takes years. You know, you were lucky as a kid that you found soccer um, after baseball because remember, I mean, you, you told us that you started with baseball and you didn't like it enough, but soccer, it immediately caught your, your, your attention and yeah. – Boom, here you are till this day. You're still yeah. playing soccer. Yeah, you know? still playing soccer, man. After and who knows how much longer you're going to play soccer for. Yeah, I think it's been like 18 years, 17 years, I think. 17, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, you're, you're, I think you're definitely past the 3,000 hour mark. Yeah, no, definitely. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, we're, we're a few, uh, we have a few more minutes to, um, um, left here, but I think, I think something that it's important to, to think about, you know, I mean, we're graduating in a year. You know, and like uh, up to this point, we've done certain things that have shaped us, right? Certain ex- extracurriculars that have helped us um, become who we are as people, right? So, I mean, from your experience with all the years in soccer and all the years in music, right? What would you tell someone that's thinking about starting something new, right? Maybe trying to learn something new. What would you tell them uh, the first step should be to kind of ease the process into it? Set up a plan. Organize yourself. Understand uh, the motivation behind you trying to achieve that that goal or learn or you know try to learn that you know instrument etc or sport. Um, if you don't organize yourself, your brain automatic automatically is gonna start jumping around, and that I mean just think about it as your brain is gonna start forming a cloud of just you know pretty much data, right? Uh, whenever I talk about data, you know, whenever you think of information is organized data, right? Whenever you think about data, you just think about it as a binary, uh, binary, uh, information, right? So, um, so if you don't organize yourself, you have a bunch of stuff just floating around and it's just unorganized and then you start, uh, unmotivating yourself just automatically do instinctively, your body's just gonna just be like, you know what? I'm not good at this or I'm not, 
you know, talented enough to do this or, you know, you just start bringing up excuses. But if you start up, if you, if you set a plan, if you organize yourself, you find that motivation and the reasoning and you write it down, your brain is not going to form that cloud of, of just unorganized information, right? Your brain is going to start, sorry, uh, your brain is going to start uh, setting up uh, a, a map, a mental map of what exactly is going to take to make this happen. And yeah, you might, you know, get off road a little bit and you might, you know, move on somewhere else and, and maybe change your plan a little bit. But at the end of the day, if you have an organized plan, uh, those, those parts of, of, of your brain that just keeps coming up and telling you that you're, you, you're not talented enough and, and that you should quit just won't happen, right? Because you have that set goal and you have, uh, you know, that self-motivation to keep going, right? And then you just look back and look back at your plan and you're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm in the right progress. Let's keep doing this because I want to uh, make this happen because happen of X, Y, Z, right? So I think that's the most important part of uh, to make any, any, you know, to be, to be uh, at least some, somewhat proficient at whatever new... Um, instrument or sport you're trying to get into and especially organization when you mentioned earlier i mean you, you've seen it this semester how organization has helped you tremendously oh yeah academically you know oh, yeah i mean uh i mean Car i mean carlos and i have uh struggled a bit uh throughout <laughs> college <laughs> uh, i mean my my first semester in college was just completely uh wild uh, i mean i i dropped a class i failed another one <laughs> And I ended up only receiving like two credits, right? I mean, like two cl two classes worth of credits. And then the next semester, I mean, I did a lot better, right? And then I took a summer class, and then everything was going all right. I wasn't really getting the grades I wanted to, and I don't think it was because of difficulty. I just purely think because I was just not organizing myself. I, my 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 goals were just all over the place. I was, you know, either partying or, uh, you know dedicating too much time in, in some, in maybe like soccer or things that just didn't bring, uh, you know, I guess value or, or help me get, get a better grades. And I'm not saying that I shouldn't be, have done soccer. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, maybe I should have reduced some time in being on my phone or reduce some time of, uh, you know, watching maybe TV or go to sleep earlier, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, yes. I mean, this, literally, I think this semester, uh, four years later, <laughs> four <laughs> years later, is when I finally uh, feel uh, like uh, I can control my destiny. And why is that? Well, I set up a, a Google Calendar account. I put all my tests in there, all my quizzes, important dates, etc., uh, that helped me out, right? I had reminders, I had weekly reminders of what I had needed to do that, that week. And then I also used the reminders app in, in the iPhone. And through there, I put the smaller tasks, you know, the homeworks, the assignments, study sessions, reading, the reading assignments that I had for, for example, material science. And dude, that helped me tremendously. Just being organized helped me tremendously. I've never gotten the grades that I've gotten this semester all throughout my college career and even i think even high school man and they're not easy classes and i'm not taking easy classes yeah i think this is one of my toughest semesters in terms of the classes that i'm taking however i'm organizing myself i'm going to sleep early i'm waking up early i'm doing what i need to do and one thing that 
honestly, like uh, I personally, I, I sometimes get very stressed and, and, and it's just, and it's just stop. I should stop what I'm doing. I'm like, whoa, I'm stressed. I don't want to do this, etc. But now, you know, if I have a bunch of assignments do, I just do it. Like I literally, instead of, instead of complaining or instead of, of, of just coming up with like excuses, coming up with excuses or, or, or just having like a men mental breakdown because of so many, so much stuff do. I literally should start doing, I just do, start doing the easiest homework that I have. Okay. Let's just start doing the easiest homework and then I move on to the next one. Then I move on to the next one. Yeah. And literally those three things have improved not only like my grades, but also my day, the, the, the way that I use my time uh, daily, you know, all, every single time, every single hour during the day, I'm doing something that, that brings in value. I still think that I need to reduce the amount of time that I'm on, on social media but um, I mean, I think I think this is the Venezuelan situation. It's kind of difficult because you know I really want to, you know, every single day I'm trying to update myself on on what is happening in Venezuela. And I mm -hmm. talk to my parents, uh, I talk to my family members. But, um, but yeah, to a certain limit. I mean, it's it's always important to do those things with them. Exactly. But uh, I still think that I need to reduce my time in social media. But uh, I mean, it's it's very addicting. It is very addicting. Our brains are not built uh, to bring in this amount of information, right? Uh, never in the history of humankind have we uh, received so much information ever, right? Our brains are not built for this, and that's why we get addicted. And that's why uh, all these mental diseases are coming up, you know, because this truly affects you. You know, mentally, physically, it affects individuals, right? And uh, if you're not able to control it, it's going to completely damage your perspective on, on, on life is going to damage your, your, or your energy levels is going to damage your health. So it's really important to take care of yourself and, and limit those hours that you put in, uh, with your phone. It's really hundred percent agree, man. Thank you so much. Well, man, that is all the time we have for today, but Wilmer, man, thank you for finally, we finally made this work. We finally made it here. Um, thank you so much for your time. And, um, I'll put your social media on, on the description so people can find you, but Okay, man, once again, thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. And uh, if anybody have any other questions about anything that I talked about uh, today, yeah, feel free to uh, connect with me through Instagram or Facebook and message me. All right, man. And thank you all so much for listening, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Bye-bye. Right.